0: They tell me you're a man with true grit.
1: We're on the fastest
2: podcast on the planet. I'm your host, Shane Davis, my sidekick,
1: Pat Moore. Pat,
2: we're running a little behind tonight. Yes, we are. Unfortunately, thank you, everybody listening and and watching, for... Hanging in tight. We had a couple of technical difficulties, but um, we got a great crew behind us, and it sounds like we got everything fixed. And we're ready to rock and roll. Now that never happened with your race car, did <laughs> <is> it? <laughs> well, no. What, what do you that, think, Always carry spares. Yes. I want to introduce our our guest tonight. It's going to be uh, Doug Lent. Thanks for co- joining us, Doug. Oh, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having, having me. me. We also have the Boss Man, Kelly Jeffries, here, also joining us here at the table. Big Boss Man. Yeah, Big Boss Man. All right. So, hey, Doug,
1: uh, you know, we want to start out. Uh, I want to talk about that night out at uh, Bluegrass, probably one of the low points in racing you had. You're in your
3: modified, and your your good drive shaft race. Um, that's a little incorrect. Okay. So we were heading to a USMTS race. There you go. Okay. It rained out. All right. So we came back to Bluegrass, and we had an aluminum shaft in. Oh, okay. well, That's not legal at Bluegrass. All right. So we took that out for our steel drive shaft in for the uh, mm-hmm. I say, burn one to switch shaft basically. Okay. People thought it was too much of an advantage. advantage. All right. So, uh the steel drive shafted And
1: the steel drive driveshaft, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to remember back in the day. That was a little
3: shorter. It didn't go into the tail of the tranny as deep? No, the drive shaft actually broke off the rear end of the car. Oh my gosh. Um, and what it was, is with the aluminum drive shaft we'd run about eight and a half degrees pinion angle. Yeah. steel one, we'd run eight. And, and definitely, it we just didn't have enough clearance it bound up. Yeah. Plus, bluegrass always had a little water strip going across turn three. You know? I, I think maybe I do doing that. Come on, man. I remember you remember those, Pat? Oh, yeah. All right. It's always nice if you're short on gear. That's right. <laughs> man, I'm going to tell you what. You
1: come down that front stretch, and, uh, you know, if, if you're a turner at $7,200, you will be the $8,000 after you run across that little patch of water. <laughs> you, you know, the funny thing was we took a backhoe in there. We dug all that out. We filled it with gravel, put 50-gallon, 50 55-gallon drums in there and some pumps. Man, you still had it. Still had it. I, I mean, you wouldn't believe it. you pulled the lid off those 55-gallon drums and the water would be so clear, you could just dip a glass down <laughs> in there and take a drink of water. The <laughs> old Hawkeye water. Yep. So, Doug, uh, so that night when that drive shaft broke and come up through the car, tell us about that.
3: Um, well, we were out there racing and we were <laughs> leading, I do believe, Crowd, coming out of turn four, I went through the water, buzzed the tires, and I felt it shake a little bit. And I thought, okay, you know, I've lost drive shafts before. Yeah. And I rolled out of it and rolled back in it, take that I like was on the green flag lap, and I felt it shake a little bit. So I got out of it, I went through one and two nice and easy, and it felt decent. So I rolled in the gas again, and it felt pretty decent. When I went to pick the throttle back up, it just lit the tires, and I mean, it instantly bounced the tack up to eight grand, and I just heard it thudding through the car. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man. And then I crossed the, the finish line there, and that's about where it exploded. And on the video, you could see the actual, my three-piece driving suit at the top. Actually, you see a puff that looks like smoke coming out. When I rolled into the pits, I was sitting there naked. It took my T-shirt and my coat and just turned it to dust. That's oh how fast God. that driveshaft was spinning. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. Uh, it just yeah. caught
3: it and ripped it right off. Yeah, when the driveshaft, it, it, when it hit the driveshaft loop, it bent at about 30 degrees at about a foot back. And it came around, you know, in a bigger circle. And when the U-joint broke, it took the end and made a hook out of it. And that's what was sawing through the car as it was spinning. Oh, my. And, uh, yeah, it came all the way up through and went through, and it grabbed a seatbelt loop and wrapped the seatbelt loop down so tight it pulled me all the way over. And uh, then it sawed up in my helmet and got me up to the chin and the chest right there. Okay. Wow. So how long were you down with the injury, Doug? Um, I drove for Sean Sanders a year later. Okay. <clears throat> Maybe a year and a half later, probably a full year. All right. Yeah, it's yep. a neat deal. I still got U-joint needle bearings in my chest right here. Oh, it my. It spinning fast enough right here. They stuck in me like darts, and they're still yeah. in there. Yeah. Wow. Hey,
1: maybe you got to take one of those cards with you when you go to the airport and fly, because, you know, you set off metal attack. I was something. just well, going
2: to say, explain that to them. Oh, <laughs> oh man, look at know. that. Yeah. Doug? It was
3: a hundred and, over 100, uh, I don't know how many screws it was. It was well over 50 inch and three-quarter screws and three titanium and you were back rods, in the car
0: next year, the next yeah,
3: year. I got some rods in there.
0: How does that feel?
3: Oh, uh, you know what? Um I mean, you got it.
0: You think about it. I mean, you got to think about it, oh, right? Oh, you know,
3: I, I've always been a risk versus reward guy. I don't get real nervous. I get that. Believe me. Even in this Forget car that here, we just had a drive shaft, a u joint go on week one. Okay. And boy, I'll tell you if you don't think but I still got my hand out on the shifter going down the straightaway. You know, it's like, what's, uh, what's wrong with you? You know, yeah. Uh, you know, it was a fluke. People ask me all the time, "Do you worry about it?" If, if I do that again, and that drive shaft gets me, that was God's way of getting me. You there know, you because I mean, man, it, that's go. so rare to happen, anyhow. And the old car was a champion. You know how far back you those. sat in those? You yeah. were sitting right on the rear wheel anyway, so the, the yoke was right next to your hip. Yeah. There was just a lot of things that factored in. You know, and I remember
1: when they built those old champion cars, They, you know, initially they didn't even have a seat in them. They had an aluminum seat that was built just into right. the interior. Yeah. And, you know, if you wanted to throw a little padding in there to sit on, you could do that. But, boy, those champ cars were fast.
3: They were fast. I mean,
1: Ricky Wade just won the 85 championship yep. IMCA in, a cha- in uh, uh, one of those cars, so. Uh, you, you know, they were a good car, but so Doug, uh, what led to that 20 year
3: layoff you had? I come back and I drove for Sean and we won some races with him. Yeah. Uh, and it just wasn't the same. I mean, I, uh, I had gotten divorced through that time. Okay. And I bought a Harley. Bought right, a boat, You know, and everything <laughs> just starts changing. I, so you're a single guy with a Harley in a boat and all of a sudden there wasn't a lot of time for the racetrack anymore. And Right. And I had just kind of done it, you know, I mean, I, I really was over it and I, I it almost feels guilty to say I, I didn't even miss it. You know, I mean, I'll bet you I went to less than uh, five stock car races the entire time I was out. And I could hear him from my house. I could hear him when I'm sitting on the river fishing, and it just, it just didn't, didn't bother be, you. No, not awake. Now, Doug, you got three sons. Yep.
1: Your two older sons were able to watch you in your prime winning races, right? Take the pictures. Your youngest son is how old? Now? He's six years old. Okay. That's Caleb, yep. All right. And and was that a driving factor in kind of getting back in, or?
3: Well, it was. Uh, we were out golfing one day, and I were golfing quite a lot. And My middle boy Aaron, who was twenty seven at the time, he says, "You know what really sucks? Is yeah. We get to be on them checkered flag picks, and Caleb will never be an in any." And I thought, "Hey, you know what? I can fix that." Yeah, I well, was a little tougher than I thought fixing it. Let me tell you, that's <laughs> what we got her done. So, you know what? Those guys are fast out there. Oh, today, they are. Doug. And you know, I, that's the first thing I said when I did the prior interview the prior to winning. You know, uh, we were asked. You know, are you sure you can do it? And I said, I'm sure we'll get one, but by no means is it because lack of competition, man. These guys are good.
1: These guys are real good. You know, I look at, uh, you know, up and down the line from the young guys like Spencer Dirks and, you know, on up to the seasoned veterans. When you see people out there that are struggling, they've been around racing a lot of years, uh, it's tough. And technology has went through the roof. Right. And, you know, being friends with uh, Jeff Morris, uh, you know, I go over there and now they got spring smashers. They don't use the scales anymore. And you know all the exotic shock packages they run, and I thought, my god, I'm glad that I raced when I race because it's just crazy,
3: right? Yeah, I can tell you that. Uh, you can you can tell how long the guy's been in racing or how old school he is, but if he uses scales or if he uh smash yeah. numbers, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we had the old grain scales, and you know, yeah, we thought we were on top of the world, yeah, yeah, and so that was uh, technology,
3: and uh, you know, it,
1: it all changed, yeah, it, it was just uh, amazing. You know, I had said to Jeff Morris, uh, it wasn't uncommon for a dominant driver to go out and pick off 25 feature wins a year. And I remember Jeff back in the day at East Molina I was doing his uh, website for him. And he didn't, you know knock off 24, 26 features a year. But I, I told him, I said, I really don't see that happening around here uh, because we got so many great drivers and so many great cars. I don't see the 26-win season coming. What do you think, Doug?
3: I, I think your mindset's right there, but uh, Spencer Dirks and Bo Norris—they're making a the, run at that, aren't they? <laughs> wow, yeah, they're hot. <laughs> the boys are hot right hot. now. You know, it's like uh, that Hawkeye 100 over
1: the weekend. You know, Spencer, uh, you know he's got three, four feature wins already in that modified. And you know, I talked to him, and he talked about how uh, you know we got to get the late model rolling a little better. And I said, Spence, you never race it. I mean, when you bring it out once a week, or right. you know, they run up at Liberty, we'll see him up there. I mean, you really got to, when you run against the level of competition, they are, uh, you know, like a Ricky Thornton Jr. or uh, 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 Jimmy Owens or Kate Dillard or any of them. I mean, they're in those things, you know, four or five days a week. And it's like, you know, right. driving down to hy and getting low for bread, you know, when they climb in the wheel right. and get behind the wheel. But I,
2: I tell you what, he stepped up and had a showing on Friday. Yeah. Uh, Spencer was right up front and ran up front the entire race. So he, he did himself proud and did everybody that runs with him around here proud. He had a heck of showing up there at the, the Hawkeye 100, yeah. the, the preliminary show.
1: Oh. So, Doug, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, the low in your racing career. And uh, what about the highs? Oh. I mean, the late model feature win, that had to be
3: big. That was probably the the biggest one as far as nobody was more shocked than me. Yeah. But uh, definitely the last one was really, uh you know, it was really special getting yeah. all the family out there and stuff like that. I so bet. It was awesome. I bet.
2: Man, that's great. So how, how's your approach? So let's talk about, if we can for a second, so you had like a 20-year layoff. As, just as a driver, and we, did, we talked about the technology a little bit, um, and I know we've only scratched the surface on the technology, but from a driver's standpoint, how is your approach different now than it was, say, 20 years ago? Um, when I first came back, I would tell you, not a lot changed. You still go, to,
3: go out there and wheel it. Um, at, at, two years later, I'll tell you, it's changed a bunch set up suspension, things like that. Uh, I'm not the best driver out there, and we don't have the best equipment, but I'm really good at getting information. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the only thing that's keeping us moving right now. I mean, the the, the technology has come a long ways, and obviously it's no secret the Rage guys have been on it. Uh, And just like all technology, though, the further it gets out there and the more people that get it, the more accessible it becomes. Right. Uh, We just changed some major things here uh, for last week, and even though the car wasn't exactly right, we've – on some tremendous traction Oh man! pretty much mimicking what some other people are doing yeah right (laughs) and with the help of some of the guys I race against yeah nice that's nice
2: it's nice that you share this especially with the amount of parity that there is with everybody being so close and the technology being so accessible to so many people it's nice that you share it back and forth and especially when you're trying to get the things to turn which seems to be the kind of the Achilles heel of the modern cars isn't it right the uh the sharing back and forth, I don't think they're getting a lot back. <laughs> but uh doesn't everybody feel that right. way though? You
3: know, yeah. you know, it's just like anything. I mean, I'm sure if you had proprietary information, like as a chassis company, you're gonna to want to hang on to that as long as you can to get the most success that you can can yeah. that you can. But uh the really confident drivers that know they're fast, they'd rather just race your heads up anyway, you know. man. well man, technology
0: only helps until you when you learn how to use it. Exactly that's right, right. That's right. You know, and I mean, because believe me, I, I feel I get it. It's hard to keep up because I'm on the same platform trying to keep up with, you know, and we have secrets, right? Right. I mean, not secrets, but we have things that that we do, broadcasting, that other people don't. Yeah, um, And, you know, if it's, and, and things go wrong, man. I mean, just because the technology is out doesn't mean it's all going to work together sometimes, that's right. right? That's right. So yeah. there's there's definitely a learning curve.
3: for sure. The worst thing you can do is take one piece of that puzzle and think you got the puzzle. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you better have all the pieces of that in the right
1: spot. You know, Doug, you made a perfect comment, because, you know, I said, uh, you know, I'm not going to mention any names. There's some top-dollar teams out there that still struggle and you know, my uh, brothers asked me, "What do you think's wrong, Shane?" I says, "You got to have all the pieces to the puzzle. Yes. Now, the, the pieces of the puzzle might be, you know, you're missing a tire guy, a chassis guy, a motor guy. Uh, you know, you, there's a lot of components that put that car in victory lane. They look in victory lane. They see Doug Lintz, but there's so much behind the scenes that goes on right. that a lot of people don't realize.
3: Well, then you get, you get, you know, you can have all the pieces of the puzzle. It better be the same car. Better be the same driver. Everything else, you know, yeah, you can. Right? People get you know real proprietary on spring rates or shocks, this and that. But well, that's that's you probably couldn't run if you knew all that anyway. You know yeah. you better have it all and get it in the right spot. And you know then you get into uh, our cars in 2011. You know I, what I mean? You so know what? That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's just. It, and Eric Barnes, he's got an old car. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's doing a lot more with his than we are with ours. <laughs> 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 and to us, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I always man. say there's no such thing as magic metal, but um. Like I said, you know, it's getting things to work when they're supposed to.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're right. Very so, nice. hey, let's talk about uh, the night you were inducted into the Hall of Fame up at East Moline. Yeah. I was up there that night, Doug, and uh, uh, you were very touched.
3: Yeah. Very first time I've ever been tongue-tied in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could always talk. <laughs> I always yeah. thought you'd make good race announcer. And yeah. Then, you know, you were you were just, like, tongue-tied. Yes, I was. You know what? To hear it all read out and to be sitting there and at that point in time after what we've been through, it was sure. an emotional thing. And,
1: you know, I looked up in the stands, and there sits your dad.
3: Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, i got to tell you, I'm an emotional guy, too.
1: Uh, you know, it's just who I am. That's how I'm built. And when you went up and handed your dad that plaque. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just sitting yeah. there thinking, oh, first here class. we go. Here comes the tears. Yeah. And, you know, it touched my heart. Yeah. That's you know, that's first that's first.
3: Yeah. Well, I'll take a second second. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Since I've been 15 years old, he's never missed a race in my life. Oh, Except for gosh. one time, and he just went on vacation last year, and he's still hearing about that. Yeah. Get on him right oh man so uh
1: you know something else i want to talk to you about is uh the night you finally picked up the wind doug Yep. i mean did, did you feel like it finally paid off or finally getting this thing
3: going in the right direction um it had paid off long before that yep. just getting the kids out there with the you know my little guy and my grandkids and my son and my dad and i mean we go down to the, any racetrack we've got 15 to 20 people in our pit area Awesome. around the enclosed trailer there's food you know when you when get that set up i mean you've already won you have really but the uh yeah it was definitely the icing on the cake uh we were getting closer and closer yeah. you know it was a lot of opportunity that night too you know i say that i guess you know we we were back to sixth there for a while it just it was our night yeah it
1: was you your know? night and you know i was kind of laughing because uh uh you know i thought you're gonna knock that wall down and one and two you're running there, there was no more cushion you know yeah no. i mean you were using the wall to turn the car but down in three and four, the line you had was, you know, taking it down the low groove, and
3: and man, you were coming off uh, turn four like a rocket. Yeah, and uh, we were actually struggling down there, and we moved up about two foot, and that's probably the only thing that saved us there a little bit, uh, you know. And of course, then when you can protect the top going in, makes yeah. it tough. Even though Eric Burns tried taking that one too. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you, you know, you had uh, Brendan Durbin right back there, and you had Eric yeah. Barnes, and I mean guys were on you, but you were, you know, that forward drive. You'd actually uh, pull them a little bit going down the
3: straightaway. Well, I think it was Mr. Jeffrey said during the the commentary on the the Dunright caster. Yeah. You know, he'd made a comment one time that Brandon got through better than I did. The next time that I did, that's what it really was. is just who could get through there as clean as you could. Yeah. You know, without scrubbing off too much speed. And there was a time or two where Brandon tried a little low, and if I'd have hit the wall that time, it'd have been a different outcome. You know, and, and there was times where I'd get through there really clean and he'd be in the wrong spot again you know and it just it just played (laughs) out that way like i said it was a an opportunity thing and yeah a lot of luck
1: (laughs) you know so doug uh your son caleb man when you pulled down there in victory Lane, you know and they were uh, oh he was pumped oh he was pumped you got him up there on the roof and i mean he was on top of the world that was everything to him i don't know who was more excited him or my 30 year old (laughs) son because he about mowed me down coming across that (laughs) infield (laughs) that is awesome (laughs) you know there's nothing better that that's awesome hey we want to let you people out there uh, know that if you got any questions for Doug or any one of us here at the studio, uh, you know where you got to type it in. Type in the questions. Do we have
2: anything yet, Pat? We sure do. Shout out to Nick Jansen. Uh, he said he's proud to be a, a sponsor. Yep. On, New on board on, this uh,
3: year. We're happy, happy to have him. Yep. Yeah, yeah, me so thank too. Thank you for joining. Thank you. In. Done right. Yes sir. Guys, please, yes, sir. Please comment. And please me like th- and comment.
2: And also please like and share. Uh, make sure that you that you uh, that you post and share uh, the videos. It, it helps us and helps all of us. For this uh,
1: show we're doing right now, you know, if you share that thing, I mean, uh, share it on your page. I know I've got the Hawkeye Raceway Memories page. Uh, You know, I always share the the show on that. I share it on my own page. I've got about 3,000 friends. And not really my friends, but they want to see what's going on. So they just uh, go ahead and, uh, uh, you know, they're on my page and they really enjoy all the racing stuff. And I always tell people, uh, when you get on my page, you're going to see three things. You're going to see racing. You're going to see my family and you're going to see stuff about Christ. So uh,
2: that's just kind of a, what else you know, is hey, there?
1: that's what's going to be on there, man.
2: What With a lot of reason. That's right. That's right. You know, I love to say smash that like button. Yeah. I love to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I like it it makes awesome. me feel young. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Don't get me wrong, but it makes, makes me feel like it is.
1: Hey, Doug. So uh, you were the number
3: five L. Was that five length and where'd the five come from? Yeah, Well, we've always liked the number three. Yeah. We've raced dirt bikes our whole lives. So I, I was never really loyal to any particular number. Okay. You know, um, we won a couple championships with the number 16, and I didn't even put that on any race cars. And yeah. First race car I bought was a street stock and it had 41 on it. Right. I'm the guy right had here. already raced it. Yeah. Uh, we drove that a few times and blew it up bought an open wheel, and that had a five on it that Vander Hayden owns. Right. That's what a five okay. Comes from. There's where it comes from. Really? <laughs> And I bought right. another late model that had forty one on it, so I just ran that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, there's no rhyme or reason to it, other just, than the three we like the three. Yeah, and and on Sean Sanders' car you had the three on there. Sean was always liking that number two. We used to butt heads about that. Oh, that's right. And then Randy drove for him, and Randy was three. You know, so that yeah. was where that all come from. Now the three one three, what what's the meaning behind that? Yes, my dad's brother, my uncle Don, used to race years ago. All in right, figure now, eight. Now give me
1: the name Don Lent. Don Lent. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, he was the king.
3: He was a good figure eight he driver. A Won a lot of a championships. A lot of races things like that and he was a great uncle yeah uh, he passed away last year yeah so uh, we thought we better put him on there somewhere
1: well you know right. it was kind of funny i remember when you were racing back in the early days uh you know i had said uh you know i said something to the effect of i'm announcing up at east Lane and i said uh i thought don lenth was your dad and you and i did right. not know each other like we knew each other uh, now and your mom come down and she was laughing she said no that's that's yeah that have been dead. a problem it's, if he yeah, was right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, so I thought, hey, I don't want to get in any fights here. I don't know anything you don't know. It's just, yeah. uh, you know. I uh, but yeah, he uh, he had an orange and white car. Yes, he did. Yeah, number, number thirteen. 13. And yep. you know, the guy was uh, one of the top drivers. And so uh, all the years that mom and dad took us up there, dad owned cars. He drove. Right. Dad was, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that you know I love him. He was a uh, uh, middle of the pack guy. He just wasn't real aggressive. But, boy, when he put uh, Bob Tolan in the car, uh, uh, Dan the Rebel Kennedy, some of those drivers, they were drivers that would run with
3: Don Lentz. Right. Uh, that's his grandson that's out there in the 115 car. Is it really? Oh, yeah, man, that's Jake. so awesome. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, Jake's got a little ways to go to be where Don was. <laughs> <laughs> the finish line would be a good start.
1: <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh,
3: He's you, not going to like that. You almost want to sit down and talk to him and just say,
1: e- and, you know, this – this is constructive criticism, and it's coming from uh, an old guy who's washed up. So you don't even have to listen to it. But you got to go slow to go fast. You do. And and yeah. he drives every lap at times, like his hair is on fire and it's a white flag. Well, he does have red hair. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah. uh, young man, slow down. Yeah. So, uh, it, because it, you got to make that checkered flag. There's only one flag that counts.
3: And uh, that's the first thing I said the first time he drove him. like, well, you can wheel a race car. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a race car to get to the end. You'll be you, all right. You know <laughs> it. You know,
1: he, he uh, you could see that he's not scared. He's got the talent. Now he just needs the wisdom and the knowledge and just dial her
3: backwards a little bit. Right. I mean, you know, Doug, I could blow your mind and tell you that kid's been racing with one wheel, rear uh, one wheel, front brakes since he started. Are you kidding? No, me? No, and for a safety factor, I've been busting his butt to get after it. We're getting it better. But... He needs brakes? Man? Yeah, I mean, he does not. He doesn't use them anyway. Is that, that what you're That saying? might be a little bit of a stretch, but not <laughs> yeah. far, believe me. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's uh, crazy. So, uh, tell me, Doug, uh, favorite racetracks?
3: All of them. Okay. Yep, I love to be behind the wheel. Um, Quarter mile, half mile. I love the half mile. I like them all. I really don't care. Yeah. I mean, if you went to race in your backyard, I'd come do it. You know yeah. I mean? I, you know how it is. You roll up over that hump, and I was trying to explain that to Jake before he went out for the first time. I said, yeah. enjoy that, because every time you do it, you're going to be like, whoa.
1: Yeah. Nice. You uh, know, it's something
3: special about, uh, you know, when you get on that
1: racetrack, uh, you know, you get in a zone, and and you're really, you know, it's it's showtime. You're all race, and and there's no yucking it up or anything like that. You're out there to
3: put on a show. That's right. Yeah, I really the enjoy the traveling, you know, a little bit. We don't do much of it anymore, but going to a new place is always fun. Yeah, you get the, everything's brand new and fresh. And, excuse me, and uh, it's just a new experience trying to figure out where the line is and things like. It's, it's, I always enjoy when you pull up somewhere new and you look at it and like, oh, okay, this is where I'm gonna run. Then you get out there and like, uh, club. <laughs> "Yeah, this, this ain't working so much." Line,
1: is it? Uh, you know, Pat back in the '80s, you ran a World Outlaw Tour for a couple That's of years. Right. Uh, I mean, you guys were in a different track, you know couple days a week and
2: yeah almost every night and that's that's the hard part and speaking to that it's you know that's that's a challenge especially when you're racing against you come into a place where you everybody that you're racing against has experience on the track and you don't yeah um and so they know the line they know the groove they know what's going to happen they know what gear to run or what shock package to put in and stuff like that and so it's hard to that for that not to be a disadvantage so if you can come in and 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 Get up on the wheel and be competitive against the local guys that are fast. There, I mean, that's you know that's a shirt. Sure, that's definitely a feather in your cap without first, a doubt.
3: First time we went down to Canton, Randy wages just came up. To me and Randy taught me a lot. Yeah. To say we weren't friends or we're friends, I don't know, but he taught me a lot. Yeah. Uh, he came up to me and I said, uh, I, we were down there for some special, and I said, where are we where are most people run down here, and he says, well, he said just watch the leader. Two things: watch the leader and get out of my way, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and don't hit the wall and yeah, turn four. Get out uh, of my way. <laughs> Oh, I love run, that track uh, though. That, that track that track is fun, uh, It's understand. it's just
3: crazy.
1: Yeah. Big the night that Randy sh- had his injury, Dave Cook was flagging East Molina. I was announcing up there and we were down the infield. And man, when that <laughs> throttle hung wide open, uh it, you know, it was a dark time. And you know, I prayed for him. I'm glad that uh that uh you know the good Lord said, Hey, you got you got something left to do on earth. Yeah. So, you know, he's still here. But uh I'm I'm up at the racetrack when I promoted in 2011, and I looked uh down the pit area and some guys down there riding a bike around. And I went down the pits and it was Randy Wages. And I said, Randy, what are you doing down here? And he said, you know, uh, I don't live too far from here. And I just, uh, there's something about this track that makes me feel good. He said, I like riding a bike around here and, and just being around racetrack. And He's I said,
3: probably just won three races over at the BMX Right, track, right. Because the guy won it's, everything. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah.
1: So he says, uh, uh, you know, I said, I, but I don't see you at the races every week. And he said uh, you know, I just don't have the extra money. And so I took him down to the track office and I gave him a, uh, season pass. I nice. said, be my guest. Now, everybody that knows the Davis boys and the wages boys, I mean, we're at each right. other. Yeah, I was around for some of that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know who he sat with every week out in the grandstands? My brother, Sam. He yeah. sat go. right next to him. Yep. There you go. And I thought, my God, here you are, you know, you were, uh, you know, these fierce foes on a racetrack. And then all of a sudden, Sitting up at the
3: grandstands, uh, watching some great racing there. I think at, it's a uh, little Eastside bit of ra- I don't want uh, racing maturity, I don't know. When I left the racetrack, we were still winning races with Sean. The first car I drove after I got hurt was when Randy got hurt in. Yeah. I drove that for Sean. Oh, that was fast. Yeah, we had good luck in that car. Yeah. But throwing wrenches, competitive. Don't talk to me when I'm doing things, stuff like that. That's not how I enjoy racing anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, I enjoy being there, I'm enjoying the experience. And some of the people that I used to butt heads with a lot, I'm really good friends with now. So I think, you know, it just comes full circle a little bit. You're watching all the young kids butt heads. It's like, well, it's going to be what it's going to be anyway. So (laughs) (laughs) I guess you learn to, uh, you know, you can stand there and drink a beer and talk just like we are. And then when you're out of the racetrack, it's still take no quarter, give no quarter, you know, but when you're a little younger, a little hotter headed, it ain't quite like that. (laughs) That's right.
1: Hey, I want to say for uh, racing results, I want you to go to iowaracingnews.com. They've got all the results for racing here in the Quad Cities and the surrounding areas. Uh, we, uh, we're we going to cover results like we had in the past. We've got a lot of people that are doing that right now. And so we just want to steer you over to ourracingnews.com and uh, had a lot of great uh, racing over the weekend. Man, Doug, uh, Matt Ryan, he was on a roll. He had uh, four in a row. That's three right. Three in a row going into Davenport Friday night. Saturday night, he went down to 34 Raceway Park, got his fourth win, but... Uh, Man, when you can get four in a row, Doug, you're doing
3: something. Yes, you are. You know that he pits right by us at East Moline. I was hoping some of that luck would. Hey, that that's kid. it rubbed <laughs> off you. Yeah, yeah, that's so what you, it was. Now he's had a great run, and they're always fast. Yeah. You know, what I mean, there's that that class. You know, you see people come into town or drop in and try and race with them and this and that. Them guys are good at what they do too. You know, at, you know, at, at no time is that a gimme anywhere. You know, just Matt's Kai, one Matt of them guys is fast. Yes, yeah. You know what
1: blows me away is Matt Ryan's a school teacher at a Catholic school. Yeah, you know, and here he's this fierce competitor out on the racetrack, and then you know I don't know I, he's told me what great kids he teaches, but uh, I think man, then he's just Mr. Ryan when he's at the racetrack. I mean, nice.
2: What? Very what a, nice. They have a double uh, life to live there. You know what? That that would be nice though to have all summer off and get to race. Yeah, I like and that. Work all winter and, and race all summer. It sounds it like a ideal teachers. job. I knew you know I knew a couple of racers that were teachers back yeah. in the day. Grew up. Um, and Sheila Ryan, I think she days.
1: taught yeah. like elementary school. And you know, she's up there in the stands and she's, you know, all Ryan. And so uh, Very nice. Yeah. So Doug, what are you doing these days?
3: Um, I'm working for Centennial Home Improvement over here. Okay. Yep. Um, with being ill, you know, I wasn't able to go full time. And Mark and Jimmy Preston over at Fant, they were great to me. They were it was just one of them deals where it's just they needed a full time guy and it just wasn't working out. So they go on disability and we were getting close to that and i ended up a good buddy of mine mark richardson on centennial and he called yeah. me up we sat and talked and had lunch one day and so now i'm just i don't want to say part-time
2: but putting some hours in over there and making some money and good hey guys i want to give a shout out to dennis williamson who said uh great show guys so dennis williamson
1: you number you remember him number 70 out there at hawkeye race do. Yeah, so oh, yeah. ran yeah. in late no, model down. i remember when he went from street stock to late model uh you know he just kind of we had a little talk, and he felt like maybe he got in over his head, and I thought, man, you're doing great out there. Just yeah. keep her, keep the hammer down and make it happen. But uh good guy. So, Doug, uh, speaking of your health, how are you feeling these
3: days? Um, I'm back doing treatment again. I'm on uh, week two of six. Okay. It's getting a little taxing, but uh, doing all right. I'm hanging in there and maintaining, I guess. Good. As you said, I don't know what the good Lord has in store for me, but we're just riding along. He's got a plan, brother. I can tell you, I don't know if it's the uh, chemotherapy or the, the being 51 years old, but it didn't used to be a job to get in and out of the car, it sure <laughs> is now. <but. laughs> oh, Especially after man. the race. They get the car up on the air jack before I get out. I'm in there for a while.
2: <laughs> <'Cause> I can't <laughs> get down. Hey, Pull it down. <laughs> I got to get out. I got to get out. I'll tell you what, I was torquing heads on the 360 of the sprint car. First time ever, kind of the same thing. First time ever, I get home and I'm like, God, my, my wrist is stiff. And the next day, I'm like, I'm like this. So I'm yeah. walking around the house like, oh, what happened? I got old all of a sudden.
3: Oh, man. So I right have to drive with... past Brandon Durbin's pit at East He always gives me a hard time pointing at his watch because I'm headed up sore. He holds his hands up in there. It's like, I'll be late.
1: <laughs> you know, I remember Herschel Roberts, uh, you know, the last couple of years he ran. I, I was just amazed that. I used to tell uh, Kenny Roberts that he was the healthiest looking sick man that I knew. And, you know, that's the way Herschel was. And I remember in 2011 when I was up there at East Moline, uh, I'm down in my track office, and in walks Herschel. And he, you know, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm just sitting there praying for the guy and, you know, hoping that, uh, you know, the good Lord brings peace and comfort into the family's life. And Herschel comes in, and it's the same old Herschel. He goes, hey, you know, what can I do for you, Shane? And I, you know, and I'm thinking, me? You know, right. I should be asking you that, but nice. he was yeah. all about. Uh, he wanted to buy pit passes for everybody on the crew. I mean, if they they had like a dozen people that you helping them out in a race car, so he bought everybody's pit pass for the season. Wow! And then, uh, well, No, hey, how can I help you guys out? And I, I just I admired that in uh, in Herschel, and so he he was a very honorable man. Uh, man, that guy got along with everybody. And now here, man, Kenny out there when they went to Lucas Oil Series, uh, wow. doc I yeah. thought. You know, I am just being, you know, realistic. I'm saying, man, you're moving up into the big leagues, boys, and, and yet Jeremiah goes out and wins the national yep. wins the championship.
3: I've going to race with Jeremiah a few times, but I've seen him race a bunch. And you know the guy's obviously a talent. Uh Kenny and you guys I mean the the whole operations a top notch setup, you know. I'm not surprised the results came. Yeah. But uh wow. They got wow. her clicking.
1: That's and Garrett sure. Albertson, I mean that guy. Yeah, he climbs yep. behind the wheel of that thing, and all of a sudden they got a third up at
3: Stewart, mm-hmm. Iowa, this year, and to take one car and win a championship, and then to have a second car, and then to have that one be as successful as far as finish wise, I mean that's, that, that's an impressive feat. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it speaks to doubt. the equipment and the. the The work that goes into they 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 all
0: work very well together. I've had the honor and the privilege to hang out with with them quite a bit, and I'll tell you, they're they're top notch all the way, and they get along. You know, I mean, I get that everybody's got their scraps, I guess, right? Right. Um. You know, or whatever, but I I don't see it there. I just I've never really seen anything other than teamwork and, and just you know. Kenny he helps
3: me out a lot. and he, You know, yeah. I think he's that way for everybody. I think he just wants to help. And that's I think that he has a car sure. owner. That's probably no a great attribute it. to have. Yeah. I mean, I, I know four or five guys that I race with every weekend that he has input with what they're doing that's or impressive. has had input with them. And to, for a guy to be at that level and have them cars and, you know, I, I just think he loves the sport and loves to help people and, yeah.
2: Well, and I think, you know, if you look at, even at the results of the of the Hawkeye 100, the top three, the entire podium was all Illinois drivers. I mean, can you mean, believe that's a testament to. Yeah, the I can yeah. i, <laughs> I mean, they be yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah, right.
2: It's always been that way, if
0: you
1: remember right. You know, it, it really has. Man, you go back to the dark ages and the World 100, and, uh, you know, yeah. there's people right here in the Midwest that, uh, that grew up racing dirt tracks around here that found success. And then when you look at IMCA and USAC, and the whole town of Keokuk, I think, had a race car at one time. And, uh, you know, you had uh, Len Blankenship, Gordy Blankenship, Don White. You know, in their, uh, you know, 50, 60, 70s, they had, you know, they were dominant. They were from our area. We have always had, uh, you know, it's just great training grounds for
2: uh, race right. drivers. Right. That's here. right. Yeah, Mel Kenyon. A lot of people don't realize that Mel Kenyon, the, the Hall of Fame midget drivers from here in Davenport. So it and was Mark and, and Dave Ray and then their kids. Right. Um, their kid's Davey still run. Actually, just won a feature. His first sprint feature of the year. He won, uh, I think it was Saturday Night Down in Bloomington, Indiana. Wow. So nice. to talk
3: about how tough it was back when I raced. Yeah. yeah. Back, you know, the only <laughs> guy talking. Like Rick and Andy Wages. Rick and Ray Kott. Ka- yeah. Davis, blah, blah, blah. Leland on <laughs> Carl Bloom. Go jump the name on feature today. It's not any easier. You know what? It ain't <laughs> not it's not the cream easier. of the crop around right. here. Yeah. Yeah. It always has been. Well, most- back in my day. Yeah, Yeah, back in
1: the Stone Age. That's right. Right? Pretty sure if you can
3: win races from the Quad Cities, you can about win them anywhere. Uh, You
1: know, we always said that. You know, when you looked at, uh, you know, I'm rolling the clock back, so we're going to get in the hot tub time machine and go back to the 80s. And when you look at Mike Cothran, you know, national champion in IMCA Modifieds, Dale Fishline, uh, Rick Wages, you know, myself, I mean, these are all, we dominated racing and modified for a lot of years, the guys right here. And it was pretty amazing. And Now here, IMCA Modified, It's the largest sanctioning body in the United States of America. I mean, over everybody else. So, hey, Doug, I want to ask you too. If if we could give you a magic wand, uh, is there anything you would change about racing today? And and I'm talking about anything, the, the race divisions, the way they put on the show, uh,
3: what the promoter does. Is there anything you'd like to see different? Oh, you know, I. I'm a firm believer that things evolve the way they do to get to where they're at. And if you change one thing, you'd change the whole program. You know, safety, it'd be nice if, you know, our sport didn't have tragedy from NASCAR all the way down to horse owners. You know, but for the most part, I would say, you know, I I think the sport's evolved to be a great sport to where it's at. You know, and we've all watched NASCAR kind of take a turn down a little bit. And you've watched the dirt world take off a little bit. And I think it's just because we're coming into it and appreciating it. Right, right. Yeah, uh, you know,
1: one of the nice things about uh, dirt track okay. racing is, you know, if somebody wants to come down in the uh, you know, the pit area and they're a big Doug Linth fan, they can walk up, get your autograph, and you're going to talk to them like they're, you know, a, a close uh, friend. And we don't have that access to the cup guys
2: right. anymore like uh, we used to have. Most people must not know where I pit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Doug, what's a, if you, talking about the Magic Wand, what's on your bucket list of, of tracks that you haven't raced yet? Do you um, have a bucket list of no, places that you would like is, to No, my bucket
3: list is it's done. Yeah. But uh, we went down to Macon. I've never been there. Boy, that okay. was a blast. And nice. that I mean, we the left with no race Mason. car, but we had a blast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know,
1: down there, if you survive the night, you've won. Yeah. And that track is so tight. It's banked. It's, you know, you almost got to bank or rough somebody up to get around them. And uh, that, that's a track that everybody should have to run at once Yeah, it was in funny life.
3: because we went down there with an IMCA car, IMCA legal modified. And we raced with the UMP guys. We were too late to time trial. We went out in the heat race, started last, and was getting pulled by the whole field. And lost by a straightaway in the heat. The feature we started twenty second. We were up to about six, passing for sixth or fifth. When the guy in front of him turned sideways, and I turned sideways, and they just destroyed the race car. Oh. And you ask any one of my crew guys whether their favorite race was or where they want to go back to, and that's it. Like, okay, we didn't have that very good of a night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did to do a lot of work that night.
2: Yeah, yeah you know, funny story. I, I I've always heard about making. And uh, the first time I ever saw the joint was in a sprint car. We were running the sprint car. It was an all-star sprint car show. And we were supposed to go, I think it was somewhere up in Wisconsin, and instead we diverted and ended up going down to Macon. So yeah. I came up over the banking. Well, first of all, from the pit area, you know how high banked it is. Yeah. And it's like, that cannot be the far end of the track. It's right there. You know, there I, I got to be something wrong. Until I came up over the banking, that was the first time I ever saw it. And I said, we're going to race here. <laughs>
3: Pat, I did the same thing. I got out there and I modified, and I'm like, I wasn't even worried about that. I'm like, they're going to run sprint cars? Here? I want to see oh. this. Next thing you know, seeing, you're three wide going around yeah. that little yeah, place. Right. And
2: there was and room. And, now, yeah. and I heard that, too. And when when somebody told me they run late models there, I'm like, there's got to be, like, a second track in making, because there's yeah. no way that – but people would say the same thing about about sprint cars. Yeah. And i tell you what, and Shane, you and I were talking earlier about the, the width of the racetrack. One of the beauties to making is – that it's the racing surface is so wide that you can, but it's so short. You can almost run a sprint car. You can almost run an oval the wrong way. If you go out on the straightaways and down in the corners, you could almost run, you'd run that thing kind of however you want. Even in the modified, it gets pretty close when you're running the bottom. You're swinging way out there. I
3: bet it's a fun little joint. It was three lanes wide. I used all three of them the whole time.
1: (laughs) You know, I got to tell you too. I seen Jim Sandusky had the old school throwback paint scheme on his car, yeah. and I remember when he was running late model. He had that sun kiss for a sponsor. Oh, yeah. And literally, if you went down the pits after the races back then, they got all the sun kiss pop they you could drink. You know, go down there and get your free can. And so, yeah, I really enjoyed seeing that uh, one on the car. You know, one J, I think uh, Jim runs, and. Uh, seeing that SunKiss logo on the side of it. It's just
3: uh, I remember the brought back, back a lot of fond of memories. People. Yep. It's, it's nice, you know, and Jim was just running good Sunday night. You know, we get out there and seeing you know, all these new faces and young guys and grandkids of the guys you used to race yeah, with. Yeah, right. And, and you got guys like Sandusky and Ray Cox, and they're just as I mean, fast as ever. And
2: I'm like, God, these old guys are still out here. And it's like, I used to race with them. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, guys you're one too. of the old guys, <laughs> yeah. Doug. You're there. <laughs> yeah. But that, isn't that really cool, though, that you have the, the, the like yourself, too, the guys that, that – that have the history in the sport, and so it's not a case of it's all young blood. So it's not like like USAC midget racing. The average age is is really young, but you have the mixture of, of you have that those, those classic uh, guys that you know forever racing against right. the young blood, and so you can compare. It's a it's, it'd be like it'd be like in basketball, it'd be like a Michael Jordan playing against LeBron. You're right. You get, you get know? to see it live, so it's, so you don't have the people that say, yeah, well, you know, but you know, LeBron could take Michael Jordan because. You know we're getting it now. Yeah, and and you know I, I, I can't I can't encourage people enough to, to get out and, and take advantage of that and and, yep. and you know come to the races on Sunday and, and, and so experience firsthand.
0: You you've been racing. You, a lot of you guys have been in the at the dirt tracks most of your life, right? Right. Yeah. So life. how do we how do we bring that back? Because I am a late bloomer. I, I five or six years ago probably. Okay. Um, but I've noticed just in the last five or six years that. I'd like to see more people at the stands. Now, you know, I'd like to see more people at the track.
3: What do you think, Doug? I think things have been flow a little bit. You know, I I think the sport's definitely growing. I mean, go to a racetrack at Davenport Eastman, look at the car count. Um, I can tell you how it's gonna grow a little bit. Uh, I got my six-year-old. I got Eli as my, well, Jake Lentz boy. And then my stepson Wyatt, and these guys get together and they'll jack the quad up and they're laying under this little battery-powered quad and two of them are trying to pull a wheel off. Nice. Or <laughs> they got a, a tire that we've nice. already broke down, they got tire tools over. They don't know what to do with them. Yeah. Those are kids that are gonna be sitting in race cars at the yes. racetrack. And if they don't, they're gonna go watch, you know. So I think that's probably how it goes. Yeah.
1: Here, here's what was amazing. Last year, you know, we started the season off with COVID. We couldn't have everybody in the stands. And Kelly made the investment and took the jump and brought the Dunright brand name over there and started videoing the races. And all of a sudden, we opened, uh, you know, dirt track racing up to a whole new world. All of a sudden, we had people like, uh, you know, at one point, we had 24 states, Canada, Mexico, and Germany. And not that those people were going to be sitting in the stands on Friday night, but they were still valid fans that that paid to watch the races, and the promoter got a piece of that. And, you know, it opened up a whole new venue to uh, people that could watch dirt track racing. I mean, what do you think,
3: Doug? I can tell you, um, just back to like what these guys are doing. Um, I threw, I put Dunright right under a car this year and I'm happy to have him on board. Now it's something I wanted to do. Uh, we come from the dirt bike world and everything is so blown up, you know, this and that. And in the race cars, it is too, but not at the local level. And we always used to say, we used to video run races then, and we still do now. So we can go home and watch them. And I actually use Dunright's footage. And then I use our footage so I can compare so you can get different looks. Right. Uh, it revolutionizes things. My my daughter in law, who has three grandbabies at home, Brooke, she sits at home and watches it live. While nice. my son's at the racetrack with us, nice. so nice. it ties that's them nice. together a little bit as a family too. And that's something you might not see if you weren't a part of. But she actually calls during the race, or will text and talk, you know. And if this was before you guys started doing that, that wouldn't have happened. That's right. Well, you that's know. Right. So, well,
0: yeah. Thank you for that, and uh, and and appreciate putting on a car too. I I really appreciate that. We're happy to um, to promote. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was last year was a rough year. So, but you know, I mean, it worked out and, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to let everybody kind of win a little bit. Right. Right, I mean, there's a lot of challenges in my world too. Right. Internet is going through the roof. Yeah. Um, this equipment is not cheap. This equipment, when you put it together, uh, you get one thing, right? right. One little thing that, that could take just like, just like anything else, I guess. Right. But but there's a lot more to it than than I thought. I mean, I I love the challenge. Right. Um I love the people. I love the coverage. I love and and I don't know if anybody knows and this is, I want to let everybody know that part of part of our thing that we do is is for 15 bucks a month, you can these racers, these drivers can get the video on demand and you can watch all of our stuff for 15 bucks a month. That's all of it. Just yeah. not live. So you can and it's another thing, life, yeah. And here's another thing that we're trying to add. Now we just we we just started uh, I just hired a bunch of people and I have I have a great team, guys, and, and you guys included. We know that. And, yeah. and I really have some really rock stars that, that have come on board with us. Um, there are gonna be some some challenges, of course, because we're trying to push the envelope, right? Sure. Uh, I'm not really trying to compete with anybody but myself. But that being said, um, we are going to start doing some things differently. Well, number one, uh, I've mentioned it, and I'm going to go ahead and make it real. So I'm, gonna, I'm looking for more camera operators. Um, I'm looking for some kids that are maybe into this in high school, college, whatever, for production. But what, I want to start doing some solo shot stuff, too, while we're there, because I, I want to train my camera guys, and that would be a great way to, tra- to train my camera guys, is that you just focus on this one car. I also have about six uh, GoPros nice. that I want to add that to the mix. So not only could, we're going to start doing solo shots of the drivers, but I'll also give you a, a, a GoPro that you can put in your car. Maybe you want to put it on your feet. Maybe you want it, So we'll be able to get that live footage so you can see the car going around the track. Plus you'll be able to see the GoPro footage from wherever you want. So that's just a couple of the things that I want to start bringing to the table. Uh, and I want to say I appreciate all the patience out there because man, I'll tell you, Shane. Two weeks ago, before our first race, yeah. I didn't have a guy. I didn't have a guy for the second. Right. Okay. I was fortunate enough to have Ryan from Advantage Racing come down and do Davenport. Man, what a great job! Right. And uh, and in that you know three days or whatever that we had, I found a guy, and now he's running his own show. So um i'm really excited about who we got working for us it's going to be a minute but you guys hopefully uh there's going to be a lots of things and i want input i want i want to know how how we can make this show better i want to know how if we need to add uh, you know, another show or something to, to get some more results. I just don't want to eat the whole show with the results. I want to have. Sure. I, I want to be able to bring in cool guests and get some stories. I they want to crazy. hear stories. And
1: here's one of the things that, you know, you bring up that, uh, Kelly, and I'll just be real short. Uh, there's a lot of shows out there we can get. They're just results-driven. And so we wanted to do something a little different. So the guest we have, you know, like you today, Doug, uh, we'll make the show all about that day's guests. And not just kinda regurgitate what everybody's already seen because you know, in today's world, the guys are literally on my race pass, you know, the night of the races and they're looking to see who won, got second, third, and yeah. you know, all that technology is available to you. But Kelly, I want to say to you, you uh, you talked about hey, you had some bumps in the roads. You know, Kelly, uh, your business is just like building and driving a race car. Yes, I mean, Doug, is. we don't get it right every night. Nope. I mean, hey, I hit the National Anthem button two weeks ago and it didn't <laughs> that play. Was amazing. So, hey, stuff happens. Did you yeah, sing right. it? I sang it, Doug, you and sang. I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> Can you believe that? I've that never got awesome. scared. Did you, you know, really? Driving a race car. I, I did. Yeah. you. And, and, and you so,
2: interviewed on, on Channel 4. Yeah, awesome. so I
1: sit there and I'm like, uh, I hit it again. It didn't play. Now, I've already said, we'd like to ask that you all rise for the playing of the National Anthem. People are up. Uh, pace truck's out there, the American flag, and I hit the button. It, it doesn't go. And now... I never got nervous racing. Don't care where we went, who we run against. But man, at National Anthem, we <laughs> didn't play. And I just said to myself, "Okay, we got to roll." So I told the people up in the stands, "Don't leave, please, don't leave." And that song has, you know, a lot of top highs and lows. So I just rolled with it. And I thought, man, uh, I say a little driver prayer before the races every week. And last week, when I said my driver prayer, I said, "And Lord." Please let the national anthem play tonight. And it played. He answered my prayer. Yes, Kelly, so, did yeah. you ever plug that speaker he hit
3: back it in? Out of the park. Yeah. It, what's it was that? was Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It. yeah right. that was Kelly. Right. Yeah, that was my me. Good I seen yeah. Kelly Over within a half hour before you push that button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: you know, one thing I would like to add to that, though, uh, Kelly is is in, in all to, to all race fans out there um, listening, local and and otherwise, we are so fortunate to have a guy like this that is broadcasting not just the big shows, not just the big sexy. You know, when the, the, the big traveling guys come into town, but weekly racing at places like East Moline and Donaldson and Burlington, um, that's, that's invaluable, you know. And, and, and I would encourage the racers, fans to, to like and share that. Because that helps our our sport grow. That's the grow. best way to help us, man. That it helps our get, sport to grow. Together. And we're almost at ten thousand followers, which is right. mind blowing. Yeah, me. it's
1: just
0: amazing. It's a, it's
1: and it will
2: help the racers Absolutely. because because that's marketability to sponsors. And, and I'm here that's to exposure. help, man. That's that's my whole that's goal. I want to help do.
0: the tracks out. I want to help the fans out. I want everybody to I, you know. That's, that's right. why I'm asking how you know how do we get people to the track? I mean, I would. You know, uh, Kelly, when we went out, we did the
1: show three days in a row. We did. uh, uh, you did Kenny Roberts. We did Morris. We did uh, Webb, but we literally had like thirty thousand hits in mm-hmm. three days. That was to start three days, not where we're at today. And recently, the Webb video that's out there on GaryWebRacing.com selling them, selling hit, celebrating his fiftieth anniversary, uh, seventy three thousand views. That's I mean, that just blows yeah. my, my mind.
3: Memory. It goes. To, it, it speaks to you know. When we first started racing, we raced four nights a week because we couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. Sure. Um, unfortunately, those nights, the three nights that you're off, you're done racing until it's time to go back. Um, first of all, the, the done right thing. For 15 bucks, you can't buy a better tool to tune your race car with. Oh, that's I know mean, right. you can oh. watch footage after footage, and we do our own videos, but I use that religiously. And sometimes I just sit down and watch it and drink a beer.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I enjoy the <laughs> heck out of it. But it,
3: it, it all goes together, and I mean... The, the three nights you weren't racing, you had no way to get to it. Like I said, that night you can crack a beer and sit down and look at it and, and go right back to the racetrack. And that was never a thing before, so it, yeah. it, it's pretty awesome. And but I also, a
0: quick shout-out to all the promoters that I work with, Donaldson 34 Raceway, uh, Davenport, D- D- Dubuque, because I get that. I get that. I, I want people at the track, too, and I want to be very clear on that. I'm not trying to take everything. I don't want no. everything. I'm just trying to help. It's another venue.
3: Yeah. I don't know a like way well, you could spike your viewers pretty quick. I think somebody commented on there, maybe uh, put one of them GoPros on Spencer Dirk's left-ear suspension for a night. Hey, you know, I like you know, that. I'll, I'll bet the we'll likes of Jump Flight people buy that.
2: Yeah, that would be a great one. Yeah, and I would I would absolutely encourage um, race fans because the accessibility of the racing, and, and I'll give you an example. I watched on, on uh, a, a streaming app, I got to watch eight different wing sprint car races from around the country on one night. You know? Crazy, and, and it went from coast to coast. You know, I ended in California, and I started in eastern Pennsylvania. Scott um, Durbin, yeah, Scott Durbin's on. Has nice. just
1: said, uh, watch that Doug Lenth guy when he leaves his studio. Uh, <laughs>
3: So, I don't know what that's all about, Doug, but, uh, I do. we're going to have to talk, about, uh, talk to Scott about that and find out what that was all oh, about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, these guys are all proud of their race cars and their teams and stuff, and they got their <laughs> stickers <laughs> on their windows. I've been known to tag a few people with the 313 stickers. Is here that what it is? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's wrong you you walked
0: in late, we probably better all check our cars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
2: if I got with you, but you're in trouble. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I'm going to be Googling a 313 area code later and be like, 313? Where did that go? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's
1: Sounds good. That's awesome. Hey, so uh, uh, favorite movie, favorite band? I mean, when I went to the races to get fired up, I listened to music. D- did you ever do anything like that, Doug?
3: Um, no. Uh, it's funny you said that earlier. You know, not many people are like what you were saying as far as not getting nervous. I'm one of them. Yeah. I don't get nervous. I don't I don't. I don't mind restarts. I like to be in the front. I don't mind. You know, I just, I just wired a little different. And evidently you are, too, and I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Uh, I can I can get myself motivated. Um, nobody I don't get rattled, but I, I don't use music. I don't I don't have you know Tombstone sitting right there on the wall. That's one of my favorite movies, but Mine yeah, too. I, I don't a watch a, a ton of TV. You know, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on up here, and yeah. a lot more room for anything else. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> you know, Very I remember nice. uh,
1: back in the day when old Dan and I were around the National Series, and you know we were sitting up Mason City, Iowa, one night, and we we're waiting for our qualifier uh, to roll around. I would get so relaxed in the cockpit of that car, I'd, I'd just about fall asleep. I've dozed uh, off at East Point. I've done that. And These so, man, stars. I'm heading on to, uh, we're at Mason City, and that was a half-mile track, and we're going down a back stretch, you know, yellow lights out, and I, I'm reaching up inside my helmet, I'm trying to slap myself, pinch myself, because I got too relaxed. I'm like, man, it's going to be showtime, and you're ready to go to bed. But the point was, is, uh, like Doug, man, I never got uh, yep. intimidated or, or it
3: didn't have any fear. I just, it, it just never entered my mind. I know some national caliber dirt bike riders, some top notch top car guys that, some of them have to go vomit, some of them have to go to the bathroom, yeah, you know. Crazy. And, and they're just as nervous as to be until the green light goes on or until the flag drops or whatever, you know. Um, I, I don't, I, I've often wondered, do we not just handle it different and not recognize it what it is? Yeah. But I do not get nervous. I mean, I, I get amped up. I get on the back street doing the same thing. I'm looking at the people over there and the, <laughs> the pit guys going, oh, I got my shield, you know, and then about 10 people for that corner, you pop that shield down. It's time to go to work. <laughs> nice. It's showtime. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice.
1: That's good. Yep. And hey, Gary done. Webb, what
3: about that guy? 72 years old. He's still out there getting it done. He gets him out of the car better than I do. <laughs> that's <laughs> a, yeah, that's an amazing career. Uh, and at the level that he's performed through that entire time is impressive as well. Yeah. You got guys like Leroy Brenner. And there's, yeah. there's some guys getting up there in the years that are doing. Too, they started a feature over at East Wayne, I think you were announcing. You made a right. comment about this the uh, experience on the front rows. Like yeah, right. 119
1: years or something. But yeah, like, it was just crazy. Yeah, I'm like, oh that's my impressive. god, those guys. Yeah, that's impressive.
3: But it really is. And and if- back to one more thing. Back to what you said about the sport growing. It's you know I didn't realize the the value of the media to the sport. I mean, I guess, you know, I, I always would have thought I would enjoy watching, like, East Point Speedway on regular TV or whatever. But Gary Metivier did that video for us for The Heart of the Story. Yep. And I realized right then and there the potential for, you know, just using his videos to watch our car go down the track. Sponsors, you know, um, how much other people have enjoyed it. You know, the people that will click on it and watch that video. And it's, it's the same thing, you know, you're doing that on a whole nother level as far as promoting it on a weekly basis. And, and that's how the sport's going to grow. It really is. And you know, I'm just sitting here thinking of that. And it's, it's, it's taking. So it too- there's
0: a, it just, because, I mean, people think of dirt. I'm just going to, people think of dirt track racing and they think of people that just throw all their money into their car. And that's all, you know what I mean? They rent right. out, they get out there and race. Right. They don't buy anything. They don't, uh, their whole life is at the dirt track, right? They live in the garage. Right. So that's not true, is it? No, that's it's not true. People, they, I mean, I get I get support from all over the place, obviously, right. you know, which right. is awesome, and I know that, uh, you know, because I mean, I'd I'd like to look at some, I'd love to get there sometime where I get some where we get some sponsors to help us out too, right. and I think that, um, so,
3: and speaking of sponsors, you know, that's like with us, then J and J Camper, you know, without those guys, uh, Quad City Directional, PRS Group out of Washington State. Now, these these the sponsors are getting bigger and further away, and that's only because of you know the, the notoriety or whatever they're getting from the media, it's things like that. Without those guys, we wouldn't even be out. I wouldn't be out there for sure. You know, no. I couldn't go write a check for the things that I do. But
0: think. how long has it been since anybody, like the newspaper, anybody did any kind of results? I didn't. I used to see that. You used long? to, yeah.
3: Yeah. and that's how, that's how far it's come. Because we used to race on Sunday night, and we could not wait to get the paper Monday morning That's to right. see where oh, yeah. other tracks finished and things like that. Or Those even days you see you your to name start in the newspaper. newspaper then, you know, to I say. just think, write yeah. a newspaper. That's yeah.
1: right. <laughs> uh, That's right. <laughs> you know, it was uh, kind of funny. I went to uh, Kenny Wallace's page today, and he was reading an uh, article that was in Stock Car Racing Magazine, and it had him and his brother and Alan Kulicki and Dick Trickle in it. And Joyce Standridge uh, wrote the article, you know, and of course, her oh, you know, yeah. husband raced sprint cars, light models, Rick Standridge. But uh, those days are just gone. The, the print media, I couldn't wait to get the Hawkeye racing news every week. But the problem you got is when I was up at East Moline in 11, the phone would be ringing at you know, 10 o'clock at night. People want to know the results. I mean, we live in a, uh, you know, a world where everybody wants the information quick. They go through the drive-thru at the restaurant. They want to get their food quick. They want everything now. And they're not willing to wait for the paper to come out. And by the time you get a newspaper and the print media sitting on your front steps, you know it's, it's old, old news. Right,
2: right. And th- but that's one that's one thing with the accessibility that we have, um, still kind of packaging that and bringing that to the people uh, of a what happened and where. I, th- I still think has its value because it is still even even with the YouTube videos and updates, it's still you have to go you have to go find it to find things. And that was one of the beauties to the newspaper is. Yeah. They brought they brought the information to you, whereas now you got to go find it. Right. Um, and you can find just about anything, but you got to go find it. So you don't know what you're not finding. You don't. Right. But you're
3: open. also looking at so. what you know someone's opinion or perspective on it. Right. right. And you can sit and watch it.
2: And I. But it's a story. People want a
0: story. They do. Yeah. That's they it. Want want that's
3: entertainment for them. From a racer standpoint, I go home from a racetrack on a Sunday night and I'll sit and watch two hours worth of done right video and our own video. Nice. You know, and the one thing That's I can awesome. tell any driver out there, any driver <laughs> out there, though, I was shocked at either how bad I was years ago at picking <laughs> up a race car was doing. When you see something and you think it felt this way, if you watch it on video, sometimes you're completely totally wrong, different. you know, or you were wrong about how you were getting to that point. And that too has been astronomical for us. And
2: oh yeah,
0: and a lot of I've heard a lot of people c- compare they're, they're
3: not to compare, but they
0: they don't like NASCAR. Right. They're like I'm not going to Davenport. It's like NASCAR, and I'm like, not though. Really, You're it's not even close. really not. No, <laughs> it's
2: Doug. that's funny that you say that because that was one of the things when we got into sprint car racing. That was one of the things, and and I'm, I'm going to touch on what Kelly said when we started running at Knoxville every week. That was one of the very first things that we did was we signed up for a vi- to get a VHS tape sent to us from the telecast because they recorded every single race, and we spent more than your pay that more than people have to pay to get your entire package just to get our right. copy every single week. And then we would watch it every single, uh, it would come on Wednesday and we would sit and it was like game tape. We would sit down and go over the notes of what we ran and and how we had the car set up in our in our racing notes. And we would go over it almost like game tape in preparation for the next week's race. And I do the
3: same thing. I'll go back and back the video up, pause it, stop it. And then I'll go another two laps and I'll stop it. And if I see something different, I'll try and figure out if I, where I was going in, if it was me. And I mean, that's something I would have never done before. It was it wasn't even
2: accessible, and a lot of times we have found that it's me. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, and, the guy, and so, not the car. <laughs> as I've helped coach and help other drivers develop, that's that's an, an invaluable tool, and having the accessibility that we have now. You don't have to search so hard to get that information, but I've done that a lot in, in, as I've helped coach and develop drivers to where I've set them down, kind of the same thing, set them down with the video where they said, you know, the car's pushing, the car's pushing, and it's not pushing, and you can show them on it's the video tape. It's valuable
3: to sit and watch the guys you're racing against That's, Oh yeah, I mean, oh you yeah. can really see to where, where you are doing getting something beat. different than you. Right. When you're out there, you don't have time to look. If you ask somebody on your crew, you're getting their opinion. If you go back and watch them tapes and you can sit and watch, you can see, you know, you, yeah, you can see absolutely. a real time assessment of what's going on.
2: Absolutely. Yep. No, that's great. Yep, without a doubt. And it's, it's yeah, you're right. It's not opinionated. It's right. not a, you know, and, it's and a, wow. Everybody I has st- their own perspective
3: <laughs> on what's what, you know. I mean, yeah. it's, I, like I said, the biggest thing that shocked me when I started doing the video stuff is how often I thought something felt one way and it really was not. It was without just, it felt that way because of something that was going on prior to that, 10 feet before that, you know. Yep,
2: yep. been there, done that. Yep. You know? Been there, done that, without a doubt.
1: So, Doug, we're uh, about ready to wrap up the show. We've been on the air almost uh, an hour now. Uh, I want to ask you uh, you're fighting stage four cancer. Yes, sir. And, you know, I've been through that with my wife. Uh, You know, she spent three months up in Iowa City. And, you know, that was stage three that she had. And, uh, you know, I, I tell you, when I drove to Iowa City every day, I'd pray all the way up there and I'd pray all the way home. And I said, you know, God answers prayers. Uh, you know, you answered my prayers when I was praying for my wife. But, you know, I want to let you know that, you know, I've, uh, I've known you a lot of years. I love your family. I love you. Uh, you know, we're all going to be, you're going to be with Christ in heaven someday. And well, I always tell so. people, there we <laughs> go, brother. And and I want as many racing friends there as I can get there. And because I want to be up there with Ronnie Whedon and Benny Hofer and all the old timers. Right. Just uh, chewing the fat and having a good time. And uh, you and I are, you know, we've talked, but you're just gonna keep going till, uh, till you can't go. I guess so. Yeah, I love yep. that. That's all. Do you see. need a backup driver? Yeah, I might. All right. I just yeah, I still got my have to open the window up a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's, uh, you know, something I'm very proud of uh, seeing you out there on the track. I died. appreciate and, that. Thank you.
3: You know, I had. Uh, it's know, not I, easy sometimes. It it's can't not. be. Nope. Uh, you know that's, uh, and I guess that comes with age too a little bit. You know. Uh, yeah. The will's there sometimes, but the, the strength isn't and things like that. But we yeah. just keep plugging on, and we'll get where we get. Yeah.
2: But that's also why that's also the inspiration for the name of the show, True Grit, is, you know, yeah, it'd right. be easy. You know, racing isn't always easy. You know, it'd be a lot easier Life to sit at home always and always watch. Easy. No, and you're watch exactly too. right. But it's that true grit, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on the show is because you have that true grit, that that never-say-die attitude where you say, you know, even at this stage, I mean, you're out there and killing it. That's awesome. I have That's to awesome. think
3: that the cancer probably played a part in uh, coming back to racing, too. You know, yeah. like you got to get back to your core a little bit, yeah. you know. There you go, brother. Dig
1: deep. Well, man, you have a great job. Uh, done a wonderful job, and it's been a pleasure watching you, Doug. And like I say, I know your family, and we've been around this game for a lot of years. And I uh, just want to let you know I love you, love your family. Uh, I love what you're doing out there right now. And, uh, you know, I pray for you. I take care of the prayer list at church. I've got you on the prayer list. I put you on the prayer list again last week. So we got a lot of people at church praying for you, and we're praying that uh, God brings peace and comfort into your family's lives because uh, it was uh, it was a tough time. I remember when people come up to me when my wife was sick, and we didn't know what direction things were going to go at the time, and they would say, "Shane, I know how you feel," and I just said, "No, you don't know how I feel." Right. And and I really, uh, when I talk to somebody, I just want to talk. That's all I want to do. Right. I I really, and this may sound a little. Uh, Rude, but I, I really didn't want to hear any opinions. I'm just no. like, man. Nope, I feel yeah. the exact same. certain people, you want to talk. talk to just... more
3: than some less. You <laughs> yeah. Know, but, yeah, yeah. I understand. Well, we uh, we appreciate you too. We yeah. feel the same way, and appreciate you guys having us on. It's been pretty and cool. I, I'm
0: afraid you might have you might have told one of your secrets because Mike from uh, Sub Zero is listening and says that you uh, realize that he get he, he that you get quite a bit of information from him. Uh, pretty sneaky, <laughs> so you, you might have to work a little
3: <laughs> bit harder to get your I've information never been very good at any of this except for getting so. information. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's great, yeah, it's been a pleasure, yeah. Yep. the Thanks uh, it has. you know, I'll say one thing you know, uh, uh, you know, the Bible says, uh, and it's the Lord talking to you, He says, Be strong and courageous, do not be worried or dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with you wherever you may go. And I want you to know that, you know, when I hear that scripture, I think you, Doug, uh, because. You are strong and courageous, and uh, you know, my dad always told me, you'll know a person by the fruit they bear, and just sit back and watch how they act, and I got to tell you, you're bearing good fruit. So Thank you, sir. All right, brother. Yep. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in today. Remember, we're going to be back on the air again Monday night, and 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. That's what we're going to shoot for next week. Oh, we're going to hit it next week. We're going to hit it, and we're going to ask that you uh, share this with uh, you know all your friends, family. Uh, It's you know, it's a great show, and we appreciate uh, you all being out there because without you guys we couldn't make it happen. Any words in closing, Pat?
2: Yeah, please make sure you like and share uh, down at the bottom. And uh, another great show, Shane. Doug, thanks again for joining us. Kelly, thanks for everything that you do. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you, you, everybody out
0: there. Uh, I appreciate the support for sure. All right, in
1: closing, thanks for listening, and I'll be seeing you around the track.